You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. I want to welcome you to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast. And if you haven't already, subscribe to our email, the free email devotion in print that comes with this podcast. You can go to my website, faithroots or myfaithroots.com, and uh, there you can sign up for that, and we'll get that to you every day, five days every week that we run a podcast. So that's 20 a month, so I hope you'll sign up for that. Holy Spirit-inspired dreams... Provide confirmation, and that's what you see when they come in the Scriptures. They provide confirmation for a wider body of leadings. Uh, When Jacob dreamed the dream of the staircase, saw the Lord at the top, the angels going up and down the staircase, he was already on the way to his destiny. He was going to take a wife from the godly people, from the, 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 the people who were mono, uh, monotheistic, they were the worshipers of one God, and it's where Abraham sent uh, his servant to get a wife for Isaac. He went to the same place. And so Jacob was following God's plan for his life. He'd already received a word from God. So when he had this dream, it was a confirmation of something that he had already seen. Uh, Pharaoh dreamed two dreams about a seven-year famine to come. And this was a complement to the dreams that Joseph had had when he was a young man. He had two dreams about agriculture. One was about agriculture and one was about being exalted and to a place of great authority. Now, dreams are almost always symbolic. Every now and then they're, they're, they're literal, but they, they typically are symbolic. And, and it's amazing what can be communicated in a dream through symbolic language versus uh, what we're, we do when we have to deal with literal things. You know, uh, years ago I, I heard people talk about the difference between old-time radio and television. And they talked about the listener to old-time radio was much more engaged than people who watch TV because TV does a lot of your thinking for you. And it gives you pictures of what it wants you to think about. It gives you pictures of the narrative. But in the old-time radio, there was no picture to look at. So the only thing that the radio could do was use your imagination to create a picture. And there's something amazing that happens when your imagination is engaged. Sometimes your imagination's hindered when you're actually seeing all the images on TV. I'm not saying TV's better than radio. I'm just saying that one of the magical things about old-time radio was it engaged the imagination. Well, uh, so uh, what we see is that dreams are symbolic, and they can really uh, utilize the imagination to communicate. Uh, The dreams of Pharaoh, the dream of his butler, his baker, they were all symbolic dreams. the baker dreamed that he had made pies for Pharaoh and the birds came down and ate the pies from the top of his head. 
And, uh, of course, that meant that he was going to have his head cut off and because he suffered loss from what happened. And uh, uh, apparently there was some kind of a palace intrigue and a conspiracy to kill the pharaoh, and the baker was in on it. So uh, that's why he was executed. Uh, the butler... Uh, saw himself being restored. He was squeezing grapes once again in Pharaoh's cup. And so Joseph was able to tell him that, that this is what's going to happen. You're going to be restored. Now, when we come to the New Testament, we see this Joseph, the husband of Mary, also having dreams. And I think it's interesting. I think there's some amazing parallels between Joseph of Genesis and Joseph, the husband of Mary. Joseph, the husband of Mary, has dreams. And in the dreams, he is given very specific instructions from the angel Gabriel about marrying Mary, about leaving uh, Israel and going to Egypt, about what happens uh, when he gets down there. And when Herod dies, the angel tells him to come back. And then once he gets back into the land of Canaan, uh, the angel tells him to go to Galilee. So he has very, very specific dreams, and they're very literal. It, it, these are uh, really dream, a, a, angelic visits that come through a dream. Now, um, so they're very literal. But most of the time, most of the time, dreams are symbolic. They were literal with Joseph and Mary's husband because he had to move quickly. There was no time for counsel. There was no time to seek someone's opinion. Uh, there was no mistaking what his dream was about. But, but in every case, all four dreams, he had to move and move quickly. And that's why the dreams that he had were very, very literal. So there was no time to waste in acting on those dreams. And dreams that demand immediately uh, immediate action are crystal clear. I had a friend uh, who worked for us out of Camp Dry Gulch, and he was our camp director. And he had a dream one night that uh, this rock pile uh, behind his house was, was filled with snakes, poisonous snakes, and the next day, he acted on it. He got up, he went out there, he took some heavy equipment, and he began to move the rocks in the rock pile. And sure enough, that rock pile was a copperhead den. And the reason he had the dream was because his little boy loved to go play around those rocks. And he'd take his toy trucks out there and drive them around the rocks and all that. And God warned him supernaturally through a dream. And it was more literal. He knew that that rock pile was dangerous. He went out there and uncovered the rocks. And sure enough, there were all the snakes. And so when it's time to move quickly, it seems like the dream is a little bit more literal and a little bit uh, easier to understand. They're not a whole lot of doubt about what the interpretation is. Uh, this is a, a dream of, of where timing was very, very critical. It's a dream that was given to a pagan king or a Gentile king. Now, I do think he had some fear of God. You can see that in the story. Abraham journeyed, Genesis chapter 20, from there to the Negev, and he dwelt between Kadesh and Shur and stayed in Gerar. And Abraham said of Sarah, his wife, she is my sister. Now, he'd done that once before in Egypt, and he's doing it again. And uh, listen, uh, Sarah at this time is 90 years old, but she has been renewed in order to give birth to Isaac. So I believe the clock was set back and uh, for both Abraham and Sarah. And Abimelech, the king, sent and took her, took her to be in his harem. But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, Indeed, you are a 
dead man because of the woman you have taken, for she's a man's wife. But Abimelech had not come near her. And he said, Lord, will you slay a righteous nation also? Did he not say to me, she is my sister? And she even she herself said, he is my brother in the integrity of my heart and my innocence. Have I done this? And God said to him in a dream, yes, I know you did this in the integrity of your heart. For I also withheld you from sinning against me. Therefore, I did not let you touch her. Now, therefore, restore the man's wife, for he is a prophet. He will pray for you, and you shall live. But if you do not restore her, know that you shall surely die, you and all who are yours. So... Abimelech rose early in the morning, called his servants, told all these things in their hearing, and the men were very much afraid. So apparently they had some fear of God at that time. Now later on, these became the Philistine people, and they had no fear of God. But at this point in time, they did. And so uh, it was something that was very clear. God was very direct. But it was because the timing was now. There, there couldn't be any interpretation. There had to be some movement right then on the dream. So dreams, uh, dreams should be interpreted. And when there's immediate movement required, that they usually are very simple and easy to understand. Uh, sometimes they're more symbolic, and uh, but you have a little time to act on them in that point, and you have a little time to mull them over and receive the interpretation. The first dream I ever had that I consider prophetic was when I was uh, in between my junior and senior year in high school, and there was a girl in our town. I'd just moved there. I was living with my uncle, who was a pastor, and there was a girl, a very pretty girl, that I wanted to date, and I, I didn't know where she stood with the Lord, didn't know, but I had had one date with her, and I'd talked to her about Christ, and uh, she, she was open. And then later, I, I asked her out again. Well, I had a dream, and in this dream, I was on our high school football field on the north end of the city, kicking field goals with my brother. And he was staying with us at the time, and we were up there kicking these field goals and through the goalpost and all that at night. And um, as we were kicking field goals, I saw this car of kids drive down the highway. They were headed out of town, and I could hear all kinds of yelling, screaming, and it was obviously a pretty wild group. And this girl's former boyfriend was a believer, and he walked up to me in this dream on the football field, and he said to me, Willie, you don't want to go with her. She doesn't have a heart for God like you. And so I dreamed that. Well, the next day, she called me and broke our date. And uh, she said she had to go to a party of a friend and so forth. And so that night, instead of going on the date, I was at the football field kicking field goals with my brother. And I hear this noise and all these kids yelling in a car and they're driving down the highway, and I look up, and it's her car and several of her friends. And I never pursued her after that. Now, uh, obviously, she was not the girl that God had for me. So God dealt with me through that dream. But just in general, the Scripture teaches, uh, be not unequally yoked together with an unbeliever. So we didn't have the same passion for God. So the dream didn't teach me something new. The dream confirmed something I already had knowledge of. It just answered my question as to where this girl at that time was standing. 
And so uh, God gave me that dream, and, and, and I thought, you know, I had no question about it. After the thing happened, I had no question. It was not a hard thing to understand. It made perfect sense. It was something that I could act on, and I, I did not ask her out again. Uh, the rest of the time. So uh, this is how God leads in dreams. Dreams, when they're given by the Lord, they confirm something that we usually know, and they help us make good decisions. Well, that's all the time I have for this one, but we'll pick up here tomorrow. Thank you very much for joining me. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.